exclusive backstage look of the makeup industry. Join me each week as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a 10-year freelance beauty editorial, TV and film makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass. I'm taking you behind the scenes. Welcome to BTS with Brittany. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of BTS with Brit. I hope you're having an amazing week so far that it's full of positivity, that great things are just coming your way. All of the good stuff. I hope all of the good things are happening to you. How am I? I'm doing great. I'm doing just fine. Omatic, how are you today? You doing good? It's, it's, it's been a good week. So listen, you listening? <laughs> One of our listeners said that she would like to hear some of the crazy set stories that I always talk about. You know, like when I'm giving advice, I'll say something like, yeah, I got a crazy story about that. And I'll tell you guys one day. And guess what? Today is the day. Today, I'm going to tell you all a story about my first time working on set. And it was just, it was an experience. And we may start having more story times like once a month or maybe once a season or something like that. Because I don't want you guys to think that everything is all peaches and creams and rainbows and unicorns. Like, no, there is definitely a lot of struggles. And one of the reasons why I decided to start BTS with Brit, because I wanted to share what it was really like in the industry and not to discourage you, but so that when you come up against challenges, you won't feel like nobody's going through this. This must be wrong. Let me quit. But instead you'll have something to reference and you can persevere through the problem. My first time working on set was around, I want to say it was like 2014 or 2015. I don't know. I don't recall the year. What I know for sure was I had no intentions on working in TV and film. And I didn't know anything about it. And back then I was still doing a lot of weddings. It might have been a little later, like 2016, because I had a full-time job at one point, and I had just come off working this job that I quit with only $600 in my name. So when somebody tagged me in the Facebook post saying, hey, we're looking for a makeup artist for this short film, it's paid, I was like, great, I can do this. I can do makeup. I'm good at makeup. I can do anything. So I didn't think anything of it, so... I submitted my info. The producers reached out to me. Uh, we ended up having a meeting together. They showed me the storyboard, the script, all of that. And I was like, okay, great. Mind you, back then, I didn't know that I needed to read the script so that I can grasp the emotions of the character. Because in the story, there was a scene where the character had to cry but I didn't read the script or the storyboard, so I didn't know anything about it. I just went to the meeting. They told me what the look is going to be, how the day is going to go. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So lesson number one, <laughs> when you work in TV and film, when you're presented with the script, you always, always, always want to read the script, the storyboard, or 
if you're working on a photo shoot, look at the mood board prior to so that you know what you're doing. I know we talked about this before, but this is how I learned that lesson because I did not read the script. So that was the first thing. So maybe like a week later afterwards, you know, they sent out the call sheet and they're like, all right, here it is. Here's where we need you to be. The call time, I think, was like the first night was 7 p.m. And we had to stay until like 1 a.m. It was I think it was like a three day shoot. It was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I want to say maybe Sunday but it was an hour away from my house. I never asked any of the questions like, where's the location? How long is it going to be? I didn't know any of this. So I'm just thinking, okay, they're going to give me this. Maybe we're going to be like in a studio, like on TV. I knew nothing wrong. We were in so many different locations. We were there for long hours. And I didn't know back then the TV and film was a hurry up and wait type of thing. So lesson number two, When you are working in TV and film, you always want to ask, where am I going to be? How many hours? Is there a company move involved? Because nobody tells you that when you're shooting a film, you have to shoot the same scene over and over and over again. Just to make sure that you have different takes when it's time to edit. So, yeah, you're there for a long time. And I didn't know that, so I showed up to this set thinking I was going to do the makeup and go home. And they were like, "Uh uh-uh. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) We need you to say. Now, the first time, it it wasn't too bad. The experience of actually being there for those long hours, it wasn't bad. Yes, I was tired, but it was fine. I didn't know anything about last looks or touching up the monitor, so I did not ever look at the monitor to see how my makeup looked. I didn't jump in to do last looks because nobody told me this. They just expected me to know. So, and I didn't know, like I said, I was there for the money, which was horrible. Lesson number three, you never want to take a job where you are practicing on the job. If you don't know what you're doing, politely and respectfully hand that thing off to somebody else because you don't want to look like me because this is the most embarrassing thing that happened. Now, I got along with all the crew. Me and the actors, we had a good working relationship. I was cool with everybody. But that makeup. (sighs) When I got that film back, that makeup was like, girl, I did not know that you need to test your makeup and other lighting when you're working on TV and film, not just your bright lights that you have. And I took a Graftobian palette and I caked that thing on that man's face and it was not giving what it was supposed to give. So when I saw the film, I had homeboy looking like a vampire. He was he was giving Edward off of Twilight like he was giving very pale and it was terrible because I didn't know to check last looks or anything like that. And again, you know, where I'm seeing it from the camera and the lighting, it looked fine. But on the monitor, it was a whole different thing. So I think what this would be number four. (laughs) Lesson four that I learned. Always, always, always check your monitor. So I'm sure you guys can't hear this, but Omatic and I just had a side conversation. And he said that his favorite part of all this is hurry up and wait. Because in TV and film, there is a lot. Production, yeah, production period. Because Omatic does a lot of production. 
we hurry up and wait all the time. And I didn't know that on my first time working on set. I thought that, you know, like I said, I was just going to do makeup and leave. But no, it was like, okay, you're just going to sit here and wait for all of these hours. I had nothing to do. I was so bored. (laughs) I was just sitting there with no chargers. So now... When I go to set, you always want to bring something to do because sometimes you may not be just sitting on set with the talent and looking at the monitor. You may be waiting in the trailer. You may be waiting in the holding area. They might have a special area just for you, especially in the times of COVID. Like we are not really sitting on set like we used to be. Everybody has a different room. So bring some work for you to do or your laptop or a book. You know, you want to be productive and not sit on your phone all day. Just Keep yourself entertained because you're going to be there for hours. Also, bring snacks with you. This is the funniest thing about my first production. So I think it was like the third day we worked in a hardware store. And we were there for hours. But they had me upstairs on the second floor of the hardware store. And they were downstairs shooting. It was like a really old vintage looking store. Because when you're working in productions and you're working on like small upcoming films, they generally find like mom and pop owned businesses that are like small and cheap to rent out. So we were like in this really small hardware store that had very creaky floors. So I'm upstairs over top of them and they're running sound and I could not move. Oh my goodness. They were like, please don't get out this chair. Don't walk to the bathroom. We can hear whatever you're doing. And I just had to stay like that for hours, hours. And you know what the crazy thing was? The crafty, which is like the snack and food table, was downstairs. And I couldn't even go downstairs to get crafty because nobody gave me a walkie-talkie or they weren't texting me to let me know like when we were taking a break or we weren't rolling. And it got to the point where I was starving because I didn't move until lunch. So what would be, what is this? Lesson number five, always pack some snacks, always pack some snacks, have your own snacks and your setback because sometimes you're too far away from crafty and nobody likes a hangry makeup artist. You can't be your best self and do your best work when you're hangry. So bring some snacks. Speaking of snacks, I always keep my snacks in my set bag. And although this doesn't really have anything to do with my first day, but moving on as I begin to work in TV and film, I started to learn and pick up what certain things were. And one of those was last looks, you know, where you got to carry your makeup around and hop in for touch-ups. I didn't have a setback for the longest. I just thought like, oh, I can run back to set, grab my makeup, and then come back here. Let me tell you. That holds up so much time and production be losing their mind where you're like, well, let me run back to the set or run over to the table. They want you to have it right then and there. So if you ever plan on working in TV and film, make sure that you invest in a set bag. They're not expensive. You can get a nice small one off Amazon for $12. Keep your snacks, your hand sanitizer, your charger, your phone, and of course, everything that you need for the talent to touch them up. The last and I would say most important thing I learned from my first time working on a set, a three, four day, is you got to make sure that you know how to communicate with your team and ask what's going on. I say this because once we start rolling in that hardware store, it got to the point where it was like, okay, listen, I got to get up and go to the bathroom and I need a snack. I can't stay here like this no more. 
And I went downstairs and everybody was gone. They had breaks for lunch and nobody had told me because they forgot that I was upstairs. Low-key, I was a little pissed. Like, how did y'all forget that I was upstairs? But also, it was kind of like my fault because I didn't take the time to really look at the schedule or communicate. I didn't know who was who, like who I was supposed to be communicating with. All I knew was the director. So you want to make sure that you ask questions, ask who's your go-to person, find out who's the PA on set, which is the production assistant, who can help you in the event that you need something or you need a schedule update or if you happen to get separated from the team, which isn't likely to happen, but you never know. So when you get to set, you want to make sure you introduce yourself to your PA or whoever's in charge of your department, get their phone number in case your walkie talkie dies. Always, always, always keep the lines of communication open. This is the last thing that I can remember from that set that I feel like would be a good valuable point to you all. There's always one. There's always one person on set who would try to drive you insane not all sets but sometimes there's always that one difficult person during that weekend when I realized who was our PA and I learned while on set what a PA was sis was not trying to entertain me she would walk around the whole room and be like does anybody need water anybody need coffee but she wouldn't say anything to me so finally, on the last day of production, I was trying to spark a conversation with her. She was like, well, just to be quite honest with you, you know, I personally didn't think that they should have chose you for makeup. I have a friend who does makeup, and she's really already in production, and I think she would have been better. Hmm. <laughs> now, I'm going to be completely honest with you all. Brittany back then had a very slick mouth. And she would throw hands at any time. It was nothing. Okay, nothing. I was ready whenever. (laughs) But I guess the Lord was on her side and my side the day the Holy Spirit came down and said, listen, this isn't even about you. I had to collect my composure and just smile at her and say, oh, okay, that's great. Who's your friend? I would love to connect with her. She sounds like a great artist. I bring this up to say that you will run into difficult people. There's always going to be somebody difficult on set just doing too much. I had a set one time where I walked in to do last looks and the director nearly lost his mind. And he was like, oh, you're messing up my vision. And you just have to remember, it's not about you. I mean, there's a thin line between respect and disrespect. And sometimes you just have to let them know respectfully. You know, what I'm not going to tolerate is your disrespect. You know, let them know. It's okay to let them know if you feel disrespected. I mean, I'm not saying this to say that if somebody's being rude to you, you want to just let them punk you. No, you can speak up for yourself and make sure that you handle it with class. You want to make sure that you are checking somebody if you have to check them respectfully because word spreads around fast and you don't want to be that person that's super difficult to work with. But Omatic acts. How often do you check somebody on set? Because when he deals with somebody that's difficult, sometimes he's like, you know what? You got it, cuz. And he goes on about his life. And honestly, some things just aren't worth checking for me. It's like, if I know they are intentionally trying to push my buttons when it comes to certain things, I'll just say, okay. You know, just take the high road and keep it going. But if you're just borderline straight being disrespectful like 
in in TV and film, I feel like this happens more with men, the, the way they approach women, like, you know, saying inappropriate sexual things or getting too close. And I will speak up on that, like, really quick. Like, hey, listen, <laughs> my name's not baby, honey, sweetie. We're in a working environment, and I need you to call me by my first and last name. I don't know you. You know, just stuff like that. I will be honest with you guys, though. It wasn't always easy to speak up when things were just going left on set. It wasn't until I met Sally Kina. I'm sure you guys have seen me talk about or share stories or pictures of Sally on set. Sally is one of my mentors who, after that film where... That experience that I've I've been talking about, it was not the best experience, to be honest with you all. And I was grateful for it, but it was just, it wasn't a good experience. But I met Sally after that, and she kind of took me under her wing and started teaching me about everything. But I learned how to speak up with Sally because Sally doesn't tolerate disrespect at all, okay? I've seen her have to pull somebody to the side and let them know... (laughs) What we're not going to do is this. She don't play. She don't play when it comes to her rate, her nets, and how things are handled on set. So, Sally, if you're listening, you know that I love you and always appreciate you. But she is the person who had, who taught me that you got to have tough skin in this industry. So, that is my story of my first time working on set. Although it was a very confusing and just weird time. I wouldn't take it back for the world because it opened up the doors to so many opportunities. So many opportunities because like I said, I never wanted to work in TV and film. It just kind of fell on my lap and the checks started coming in. So I started taking the time to learn more and more about it. And that leads me into my last look for the day. Now, if you're new here and you're like, girl, what is last looks? Last Lux is actually a production term. In the industry, it means that we are about to film the scene. So before we start, this is the makeup and hair department's time to step in and touch up the talent. But here on BTS with Brit, this is the time where I give you some advice based on something crazy that I've recently experienced or I answer a listener's question. If you're wondering how can I submit my question so that you can answer it on the podcast, you can send me a DM on BTS with Brit on Instagram or my makeup page at underscore Brittany Rogers. My last look for today is practice, practice, practice. I say that because when you all heard me tell my story about working on TV and film, I really didn't know what I was doing. I thought that Just because I knew how to do makeup, I can do anything that was thrown at me. I had never even taken a TV and film class before. And now that I'm in production, the makeup on production is totally different than what I would do if I'm working with a client or if I'm working on a beauty shoot. Whatever part of the industry that you decide that you want to work in, make sure that you take the time to practice the type of makeup that's required for that part of the industry, do your research and don't get on set and practice them because that is not the time to do it. Looking back at the makeup that I did, I realized that I did not know what I was doing. Like, girl, no. 
you don't know what you're doing and you don't want to be that person that gets a great opportunity and then you mess it up because you you took it based on the name of maybe the company or who the person is that you're working with or in my case back then you needed the money looking back taking the job for the money was not a good idea i even recently turned down a job for hair and makeup for a very well-known celebrity because i wasn't comfortable with doing the hair i mean they wanted all types of stuff and that just wasn't my expertise so i passed the job on to another artist who was more qualified but let's just say i was one of those people like mm, i'm not sure if i can do it but i I can try when I get there. Like that could really ruin your career and your name. So make it a priority to set up a time during your week to practice. Whether you're practicing beauty looks, you're testing new makeup, you are practicing skin for TV and film, whatever it is, practice so that you can perfect it. And even when you perfect it, keep perfecting it so that you can just be the best makeup artist out here in the streets <laughs> and that is all I have for you guys today as always thank you for listening to the podcast I hope this episode has blessed you in some way talk to me on Instagram connect with me at BTS with Brit on Instagram or underscore Brittany Rogers let me know what you thought about this episode and let me know have you ever had a crazy set story that was just like <laughs> What's really going on? I mean, I have plenty more. Maybe we'll share them another day. But anyway, I love you guys. Take care of yourself. Wash your brushes, sanitize your makeup, and just be safe. Until next week.